0: listen, I heard something that would cause many people to uh, shriek in horror, other people to whoop in jubilation, and that is um, the latest on how divisive that nutritional advice can be. Contrary to the established advice to cut down on red meat, there is a new meta-study, and I believe several uh, countries took part in this uh, research, research from seven countries, including Canada, found that there's not enough evidence to link meat consumption with a risk of cancer or cardiovascular disease. What? Now, this is contrary to what we've been hearing for quite a while now from, you know, other established scientists. Here to talk about the findings, Dr. Gordon Guyatt. He is a distinguished professor at McMaster University and senior author of The Guideline. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure.
0: Okay, this is such a controversial study that you performed. It was a meta-study, so you looked at data from other studies and crunched the figures, that U.S. scientists actually tried to uh, halt the publication of your study. How unusual is that?
1: Um, that is extremely unusual, and vor- borders on the bizarre and hysterical.
0: Okay, so we have heard you. your study was eventually published—
1: Well, so just to to clarify, um, also very unusual, the Annals of Internal Medicine, a prestigious journal, published six papers from us in the same edition of the journal. Uh, unprecedented as far as I know. Um, We did systematic reviews of what are called observational studies linking red and processed meat to cancer. Another one linking red and processed meat to cardiovascular. A third, looking at dietary patterns and their relation with cancer and cardiovascular disease. Um, A a systematic review of the randomized trials addressing red meat uh, and uh, health outcomes. And finally, a systematic review on people's values and preferences. And then lastly, the guideline publication, uh, which Give a, summarized all the rest, and gave our suggestions of how might people, people might deal with it.
0: Is your uh, conclusion being misinterpreted by, you know, the media and headlines, should we be eating red meat?
1: Um, the point of, and our approach, which has differed from others, is to not tell people whether they should or should not eat red meat, but to lay out the evidence in a way that if people understood it, they could make their own choices.
0: All right, so lay it on us. uh, Help us understand. What have you found?
1: What we have found is that there is evidence linking red and processed meat to adverse health outcomes, but it is only low-quality evidence. And historically, over and over again, when tested more rigorously, uh, sometimes low-quality evidence holds up when subject to more rigorous testing, but sometimes, quite often, it does not. So, the bottom line is maybe red and processed meat causes adverse health outcomes, but maybe it doesn't. We aren't that sure. Second, even if it does, even if that causal link is the truth, if you look at the best estimates, the effects are extremely small. So, the bottom line is, yes, Maybe it causes adverse health outcomes, cancer, cardiovascular disease. Maybe it doesn't. If it does, the effects are very small.
0: Right. So this is, is it, uh, you're basically, your conclusion would be, you know, there's the evidence is uh, such that maybe a major life overhaul isn't going to benefit you, but it do you maintain as as a lot of uh, studies say that we should you know reduce the amount of meat, maybe put in some some days where we eat plant based meals.
1: Well, um, so um, the let let me describe two different people who might look at this. Yep. One person would say. Um, I am going to do everything I can to improve my health. Even if it's not sure that cutting lead meat will prevent adverse health outcomes, and even if the effects are small, I want to do everything possible in my power to uh, uh, benefit my health. And I don't care too much about the meat. You know, I can easily live without the meat. That individual would say, that individual would appropriately choose to reduce or eliminate their red meat from their diet. Another individual might say, the effects are uncertain. Maybe there's no effect at all. And if there is effect, it's very small. And I love my meat. That person might very appropriately choose to continue their current levels of meat consumption.
0: So, at the end of the day, this is going to be up to your own judgment? Um,
1: This is up to as many, many decisions in our lives and many, many health and lifestyle decisions, there are trade-offs. So, and nobody should tell anybody what to do. What people should do is to encourage people to use the, look at the evidence and look at their values and preferences and... Then we take the liberty, since we know that not everybody is going to do that, we make suggestions as to how people might reasonably behave.
0: When you talk about low-quality studies, because you said, you know, some of these, um, the evidence was not enough to link meat consumption with the risk of cancer because it was a a low-quality study, Um, do we have to uh, change or how could we change the quality of our studies so that they are more definitive?
1: Well, unfortunately, there may be some situations in which we will never have higher quality evidence and we're going to be stuck. So the higher quality evidence would come from what we call randomized trials, where you would randomize people and say, you stick to one diet in one group, you stick to another diet in another group, and in this case, one group would be, say, keep up. You'd pick people with high red meat consumption, and you'd say, keep up your red meat consumption. And the other group would, you would say, we want you to cut down in a major way to your your red meat consumption. And then we would follow them to see what happens. Now, there's two big challenges with such studies in, in nutrition. Number one is people don't stick to the diets they're allocated.
0: Yeah, they're cheaters.
1: Yeah, well, um, they do their best, but people find it hard to switch, which is another reason for our recommendation, by the way. Anyway, um, so the first thing is, uh, people don't stick to the diet, so you don't get the gradient, the difference in the groups in the diet that you might hope to achieve. Mm -hmm. Second, you have to follow people for 20 years for major health outcomes when it comes to dietary interventions. It's not like drugs that might act quite quickly, these dietary interventions take quite a while before they affect things like cancer and heart disease. And that is tough.
0: Well, based on that, could I conclude that, you know, we just don't know enough. So, you know, use your best judgment when eating.
1: Yeah. So uh, your, your conclusion that we don't know enough that things are uncertain is absolutely accurate. And to, uh, and in it, in, Uh, In response to your question of how can we improve, the answer may be, we'll never know enough. It's just not something that is amenable to the optimal investigation, and uncertainty will always remain. And yes, we all need in our lives to make decisions under uncertainty, and this is one of the times when that is the case.
0: Well, I appreciate your time today, Dr. Uh, it's It's been a pleasure talking to you, and thanks for clarifying this, because I think people are going off the deep end now. So, you know, they're getting ready to cook up the uh, the steak en masse and have a bit of a, a meat party.
1: <laughs> and that may be a good idea.
0: All right. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon.
1: Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers.
0: I think the operative word there is uh, may be a good idea, because it's inconclusive, is basically what Dr. Uh, Guyot was saying.